Coming up on this BMW Motorrad Ride and Talk podcast, words of wisdom from some of the competitors, media, and marshals of the International GS Trophy 2022 in Albania. Take a listen. Over the years, I've had the privilege of riding BMW motorcycles all over the world. And the one thing I've come away with is that the only thing more extraordinary than the ride are the people you meet along the way. These are their stories. My name is Sean Thomas, and this is BMW Motorrad's Ride and Talk. Many of us follow the International GS Trophy and have done so for years. And thanks to the coverage, we're able to get a pretty comprehensive understanding of what goes on during a typical day at the trophy. I recently had the experience of attending the International GS Trophy in Albania, and I wanted to share a more intimate understanding of the people that attend this event, their history, and the prevailing thoughts and mindsets of these individuals. To do this, I want to bring you to a special moment of the trophy. It's the final night and all of the riding is complete and the facilitators, support staff and of course competitors have come together for one final celebration before heading home. The energy is boisterous, everyone is excited for what they've experienced and thoughtful about what the GS Trophy has meant to them. It is a perfect time to capture their reflections of the experience. I sat down with several people who shared some very profound thoughts. We begin by hearing from Sarah Sanchez, a competitor from Colombia and part of the women's team LATAM. At age 27, Sarah is a fierce competitor with a very inspirational story. Here, Sarah shares her path to the GS Trophy and offers advice to future would-be competitors. You have a really interesting backstory coming into the trophy, and I think it starts with you being told that motorcycles were not in your future. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I've been riding since I, am, I was four years old. So this is my life. This is all I dream of. So I had a crash racing motocross and ended up really bad because I ended up in a wheelchair for almost a month. Then I had to use a walker for, wow, almost six months. Mm. And then I have to use a cane for three years. Wow. It took me like 12 surgeries and five years to be right here. And somewhere along the lines, they were telling you, like, don't even think about motorcycles again. This is not in your future. Yeah, they told me that I couldn't ride anymore because I can lose my leg. Mm. So that, that was like the worst notice for me and the worst news. But I just keep going. And I think when something happened to you, you think, yeah, why me? What has happened to me? But then you find out that everything happens for a reason. And if that hasn't happened to me, I don't have the tools for today to be right here. Mm. So for me, it's like a gift right now. But at that moment, I didn't understand why that mm. happened to me. But I think, as I said, everything happens for a reason. So I keep studying. Uh, I study communication and journalism. Mm. Also, I did acting mm. and production media. So right now I'm doing all those things, but on the bike. So for me, it's great. I have yeah. the tools now to do it. You know, I haven't known you long, but you strike me as someone that if you're told you can't do it, mm -hmm. you're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you found out about the GS Trophy. Well, I didn't know 
anything about GS Trophy, what yeah. they do, what we do here, and anything. So I went to the first um, training, and it was hard, yeah. really hard. Because you think, oh, no, I know how to ride. Yeah. This is easy, but sure. it's not. It's not, because it's tricky. It's hard. And also, it's not just driving. At the moment, the, the special tests are playing with your mind. And you have to keep it straight, focus, and everything. And it's not, not just about the driving. You can drive good, but if you don't have the mind to do it, you don't have anything. Hmm. So... It becomes like my goal to do it. And I also uh, took the decision one month and a half before the GS Trophy qualifier in mm -hmm. Colombia. Yeah. So I had like nothing. Yeah. But I keep trying and trying every day, every day. And then I became the national champion there for the GS Trophy. Wow. And there, there were like 80 men. Only two girls, and I ended up in the eighth place. Wow. So that was huge. Yeah. Wow. Now, I know you had expectations for what the trophy was. How are they different from what you've actually experienced here? Actually, I just want to enjoy. I just want to know people. I want to share with people not only um, my knowledge or their knowledge, but cultures, tastes. I don't know. We here are like the best of the world right now yeah. for the GS Trophy because mm -hmm. we did the qualifiers and everything, mm -hmm. but we are still humans. And that's the best part of the GS Trophy for me, to share with people that love what you do as much as you do. Yeah. So it's great to be here. And also, I've been riding for so long and racing for so long, motocross and enduro. And I think that those sports comes from the ego. I don't mm. know if I'm saying mm. right. But I think that this comes from the community, from the love of biking, from the love of adventures. And this is the way I want to live my life in a motorcycle. So for me, whew, wow, my expectation were to enjoy mm -hmm. and to know people, but this goes so much further. What would you say to people and especially women that are thinking they might want to try out for the International GS Trophy 2024? I don't know, just do it, just do it. If you want it, you can take it. If you want it, it, it can be real. And the thing is that you think, nah, the, that girls are so good, I'm not, but you can be the good. Mm -hmm. And I think that the level and the skills in the woman motorcycle keeps growing up every day. And it's awesome to be here with these women that love this so much and are so mm. much good at it. Yeah. So it's great. It's great to, to know them and to know that, uh, that you are not alone. Because yeah. for me, at least, I've been riding motorcycles only with boys. Mm. So it's, it's nice to be here. And also, we are like in a super uh, friendship right now. Yeah. Like you share with the Germans, with the French, with the South Africans. And it's great. It's great mm. to know that every, in every place in the world... There is someone like you. Yeah. And you can share your passion with. So for me, it's perfect to be here. Yeah. Badass. Thank you very much. This is absolutely exactly what I wanted. Thank you. In addition to competitors, there are several critical roles played by dedicated individuals without whom the trophy simply could not be run. One of these roles is played by the marshals who guide competitors safely through each day of riding. 
We sat down with Faisal Sukri of Malaysia. Faisal was first a competitor at the International GS Trophy in Thailand and has since been a marshal at each subsequent GS Trophy. Faisal shares some thoughts into his role as marshal and helps us understand the amazing journey he has experienced on BMW motorcycles. Tell me about the process of going from a participant to someone that is a marshal. Uh, to be a marshal, you have to be first a certified instructor off-road. Yep. And then uh, as a marshal, you cannot uh, apply. It's an invitation by BMW. And you're here, you've been here for a long time and you're going to be here a long time after. Tell us a little bit about your trip to Albania. How long has it been? Uh, I arrived here in Albania 19 August. Mm. So I will be here until 14 October for the follow the trail tour number two and three. Wow. So just short of two months you're here. Uh, 57 days. Wow. Is there <laughs> anything that you do in your life that takes 57 days? Oh, actually, uh, to, from 2013 to 2017, I travel around the world with my GS. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you've done some extensive riding on your bike. Yeah, I've seen a lot. Yeah. Where did you go on this trip? Uh, I start from Kuala Lumpur to London, mm-hmm. travel to Thailand, Laos, uh, China, Siberia, Mongolia, Central Asia, Iran, and to Europe. And then from London, I ship my GS to Buenos Aires, yeah. right down to uh, Ushuaia, yeah. and then all the way up to Prudhoe Bay. Wow. Yeah, and then from Prudhoe Bay, back to California. Yeah. From LA, I ship my bike to New Zealand. And from New Zealand, we go to Australia, Indonesia, and back to Malaysia. Now, I mean, taking that trip, I mean, how did you make the decision finally to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take this trip? Oh, long story. Because uh, if I'm not doing now, I'm not sure if I can do this when I'm getting old. Hmm. So time is right. Have a little bit of money. Yeah, and permission from my family. Yeah, and then go for it. And go for make a life right. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of GS. What did you ride on this trip? F eight hundred GS. Oh wow, fantastic! Yeah. And did you camp? Did you hotel? Did you do a little of both? A uh, mix, camping and hotel. So by comparison, being here for two months is probably not that big a deal. Yeah, not big, but actually it's big. <laughs> <laughs> so you came here as a marshal. Tell me a little bit about what it means to be a marshal for the GS Trophy. What are your responsibilities? Actually, as a marshal, first priority to bring all the riders back to campsite every day safe. Yeah. But at the same time, also, we have to make a lot of fun riding. Not too slow and then not, not too fast. Good yeah. pace. Do you find that that pace has to be set based on the group or do you have a set and this is what it is for everybody? Yeah, you have to uh, really uh, scan the riders and check the first 50 kilometers how they react. Yeah. And then you you adjust uh, according to the rider you have Mm -hmm. during that day. Yeah. And now you're going to go from a marshal of the International GS Trophy to being a tour guide for people that are coming here to do follow the trails and just come and have a good time. How is that different than being a marshal? For follow the trail, we're not sure this rider's riding level. Mm. So normally uh, they have like a few groups, Mm -hmm. uh, different level of riding. Mm -hmm. So we have to see on the first day 
how they ride the, sure. the 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 bike. For the Jazz Trophy rider, most of them they they come they are the best rider uh, from their country. Yeah. For the follow the trail, some of them they have no idea what is trophy. <laughs> You've been a part of four GS trophies now, and what would you say to somebody that's interested in participating in the next GS trophy in 2024? Should they do it? Yes, of course. It's a lifetime experience. Same like me. I joined the qualifier in 2015. Actually, before that, I have no idea what is the trophy. Mm. And then I go to the final in 2016. Yeah. I just want to go back. The camaraderie, the new friendship, you know. Yeah. You have a lot of riders, GS riders come from all around the world. We are now still uh, friends from yeah. 2016 trophy, 2018 trophy, 2020 trophy, and then now 2022 trophy. Wow. Yeah, I will say the GS is like uh, connecting people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know a lot of people that have ridden with you and, and have a lot of love and respect for you. So, And I do too, man. So it was great to ride with you on this trip, and I look forward to doing it again. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Many people that come to the GS Trophy as a competitor look for ways to return to future GS Trophy events. There are many roles that can be played, one of which is as a media-related person. These individuals accompany teams and document the experience. One of these roles was played by Nikki Vanderspeck of the Netherlands. Nikki is a former competitor who has a unique insight into how each trophy is very different in some key ways, but also very similar in all the best ways. You have been to the GS Trophy before, is that true? Yes, I was there in New Zealand in the international female team. And you were, yeah, you were there as a competitor for the international women's team. Yes. And if you can reach back to the time when you were preparing for the GS Trophy in New Zealand in 2020, but you hadn't gone there yet, mm-hmm. what were your expectations for what you would experience? Um, yeah, my expectations were hard off roads. Uh, slow speed handling, uphill, downhill, rocks, uh, and so I t- trained a lot with my low speed handling, and yeah, just feeling comfortable, relaxing at the bike, and that worked out. So now you've come back again here in 2022 in Albania, but your role is not as a competitor this time. Yeah, I'm the media from uh, for Team uh, the Netherlands, but uh, yeah, this terrain is completely different than New Zealand. New Zealand was also beautiful, but uh, yeah, really different. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because New Zealand was so beautiful everywhere, yeah. but the terrain here is hardcore by yeah, comparison. Yeah, yeah. In New Zealand, you had the time to look at the scenery, but here in Albania, you don't have time for it. <laughs> Any major shocks other than the terrain uh, coming to Albania? Um, yeah, it's for me. It looks like a little bit Africa. Hmm. Middle age. <laughs> you see a lot of donkeys, carriages, and horses with wood on their back. And it's, yeah, you go back in time. Yeah. Difference are and it, quite We're big. really not that far from you know, Central Europe. Yeah. And, and yet, when we're out here in this country, it is so different than anything I've experienced anywhere else in Europe. Yeah, it is. I didn't expect that it was so uh, old fashioned. <laughs> But there's a big difference. In the city, it's quite modern. And you see big cars and yeah. Yeah, everything is quite like normal Europe. But in the villages in the mountains, it's unbelievable mm. that it still exists. Now, what would you say to people that are considering trying out for the International GS Trophy 2024? 
train hard, train a lot uh, at uh, low speed handling, mm. just 100% bike control. And, but also be a little bit of yeah, competitive because it's not an, an just a regular tour. Mm. You also have to have a little bit speed and yeah. because the exercises are also uh, on time. Yeah. So yeah, practice it a lot. Now, a lot of people uh, have come to the International DS Trophy and their expectation is I'm here to win. But it becomes clear after a few days of riding that maybe that's not the right attitude. What say you about that as people shift from I'm here to win to I'm here to have a good time? Yeah, I don't think that's the goal. Uh, the goal is to have fun, of course, and to do your best at every exercises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you win and it worked out, hey, it's <laughs> perfect. But yeah. Yeah, but it's you also need a little bit of luck yeah. and a good team. And because you're three different persons, so another personality and have to be fit in each other so it's interesting isn't it because you can even get to know your team but there's no substitute for real pressure and the effect it has on a person yeah and i don't know that you can duplicate that through practice even if you practice a lot yeah yeah it's always difficult because uh at the trophy the days are long so you're getting getting tired and yeah it's way different than normal training other than training one of the things that occurred to me is that I put I, every year after a trophy, I make a list of things that I should have brought or should have done that didn't. And one of them this time is I think every team member should spend the week leading up to the trophy sleeping in a tent just because that seems to really wreck people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. hard because the day is long and it's warm in Albania. Mm-hmm. And then with all your gear on, you need to put up your tent and yeah. prepare everything, take a shower, get some food, and. Whoa. And before you know, it's already very late. Yeah, it's hardcore. Yeah. Okay, Nikki, thanks very much. Thanks for uh, talking with me. It was You're welcome. Thanks. 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 One of the teams that is near and dear to me has come from my own home country, the USA, comprised of Ben, Corey, and Jim. I had the unique opportunity to watch these individuals become a team, train together, and build upon their singular goal as competitors, which was to win. That being said, this team found themselves with an enlightened view of the trophy, what it's really all about, and how the journey became more important to them than the outcome. Now, you guys had an expectation in your mind of what the GS Trophy was and what you'd experience. So, how is it different than what you expected? I expected it to be more of a tour, but the reality was it was more about riding and just meeting with people, and it was way better than I expected, and I'm not just saying that. Mm. It was... Uh, the riding was epic. It was a lot of, it was basically all off-road. Like I said, just way more than I expected. Nice. I've never traveled to a country like this before, so mm. seeing how people lived in villages and plowed their fields with donkeys and, and uh, you know, yeah. like, it just made me appreciate what we have, but I also, like, this would be a cool place to live, too, yeah. you know? Like, the trails, the riding, everything's dirt here where we were at so for your gs or off-road dual sport style riding it's just like uh, untapped Mm. you know the the views and the vistas and there's every direction you look around here is a mountain you know we went from the 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 the, these tropical beaches to these mountain ranges that were just so picturesque and you know every little town that we came through or campground or you know beach club was just exceeded my expectations I, I didn't i didn't know what i was coming into you know i knew there was going to be a lot of like tour riding and then we're gonna yeah. have these special sections and and tests and whatnot but you know everybody was cool i kind of expected that like 
we're all into the same stuff, you know, yeah. dirt bikes and road bikes, and the GS just kind of binds binds everything together. I think for me, um, came here for the competition, um, and what I didn't really take into account was all the relationships you'd have with all the different competitors. I mean, obviously you're competing against each other, but you form bonds with the other teams, yeah. and it's really cool seeing all the different cultures and you know you're you're rooting for the guys on one hand and at the other time you're you're gunning to take them down yeah. uh, but that's that's been the coolest part of this for me is just the people and this is interesting for you in particular Ben because you're a very competitive guy yeah absolutely and you know you you come into everything full on I'm here to win but there was a shift in you guys all three of you yeah you know where you went from I'm here to win to like maybe I'm here for something different and what was that yeah, I think we we all came to that realization probably day three. I would yeah, say day two, day three. It, yeah. it, it, it started to shift because it was definitely all right. We're here to win, and it was hundred percent about the competition. Yeah, and then started to see the bigger picture of yeah. what this event is really about. And we'd heard people say that you know the it's a party that a competition breaks out at, which is <laughs> it's true. But it's it you know I don't know. It was just like no, nah, we're not here for that. But once we were got into it, definitely saw the, the bigger picture of what this really is. And, and uh, Yeah, the crazy thing is it's just the competitions are so all over the place, you know, from GPS to riding to... Pop to, quiz. Yeah, to a pop quiz. Like, well, what that, is that? <laughs> and with that, it's like, you know, from the outside, before you're here, you're looking at the scoreboard, and you know you're, that the scoreboard is a few minutes of your day. Yeah. You know, you're, it could be 30 seconds, could be five minutes of your day. Yeah. And so it doesn't it doesn't tell the whole story of what's happening here. Yeah, 100%. It's like day two or day three, we just shifted like, you know what, we're only going to be here once. Mm. Let's stop getting stressed out because I think Corey, Ben, and I are all pretty competitive. Like, yeah. came into this like we want to win it, like whatever it takes. And ironically, when you guys made that shift, it's when you started really getting <laughs> yeah. onto the scoreboard. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it happened. That's a really interesting dynamic, isn't it? It's like what well, you let go somewhere, somehow, and in that letting go, you started to really improve. Yeah, we, uh, we killed it on a couple of those. That was fun. It felt good. But that wasn't what felt as good as meeting the people and doing the day rides. You know, yeah, that, sure. was, that was cool. What would you guys say to people that are considering trying out for the 2024 GS Trophy? Do it. There's there's nothing there's nothing else like this that you could get involved with with such a small investment into doing to getting here. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. go to a qualifier practice you know in your parking lot you don't have to buy tires and expensive road race bikes and break collarbones on dirt bikes to to get (laughs) to the nationals you know you could practice on some cones and do a qualifier and have the best week-long vacation you've ever could imagine you know yeah and even if you had all the money in the world you couldn't buy this experience yeah you know there's there's um i guess camaraderie you have with all the competitors because you're all going through the same stuff you're all yeah. stressing over the same things because you, you didn't perform the way you know you could have. Yeah. Because um, everybody cracks and does stupid stuff, and you could nine times out of ten you do it perfect, and then one yeah. time it actually counts, you mess it up. Yeah. And uh, so everybody's <laughs> doing that together, and it, it definitely it forms a bond there. It's a different kind of competition, isn't it? I mean, it's not like anything I've ever done in terms of competing. Nope. Definitely unique. Uh, it's the only place I've seen. This style, it's, it's, there's nothing else like it, really. So now you guys go back to the USA, settle back into your lives? Uh, yeah, way too fast. Like, 
day one, it was like, wow, we got six more days. And now it's like, wow, this is already over. You know, there's opportunities to come back. You come and do another role. You could be a marshal. You could be. Yeah, definitely going to look into that. Yeah, for sure. Be a host, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take, take my job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. And we really are proud of you. You did great. So well done. Thanks, Brad. Well, thank Brad, you. thank you. Now, the night is nearing its end, and the energy in the room has become very excitable. I managed to sit down with one last group, the winners of the GS Trophy men's division, Garrett, Dalton, and Warren of Team South Africa. These guys talk about what they did to prepare for the GS Trophy and offer their suggestions on how future competitors should ready themselves for the experience. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing to get ready for this. We do a lot of preparation. Yeah, uh, we train together as a team at least once a month. Yeah, for the last uh, since January, eh? Wow. And yeah, and we made a count. You know, we, the time we put in together, we made it uh, so we could learn the dynamics of our team and uh, just see how we all function as a team. And we have great support from back home, uh, so which I think is very awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think having some of the previous team's um, support and experience as well helps a lot. Because yeah. I think they can bring a lot of um, information back and give some tips and guidelines sure. about what's the whole process of going about this. I sure. mean, they've been there, so they're the best people to ask about how to win it again. So. Yeah. Now, you guys, you came to the GS Trophy. You had to have expectations about what you were going to experience here. Was it different in any way than what you thought you'd come across? A little bit, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say yeah, also very different eh, to what we what we what we were thinking. I, I, I personally think it overshot all of our expectations by by miles. Mm. To be honest, yeah. I don't think anybody expected when they said we're going to Albania it's going to be anything like it was close to what it was actually. Yeah. So now I think it was absolutely amazing. No, the magnitude of this year's trophy is just insane. It's like a mini Dakar on the move. <laughs> That's a true story. That is. That is. There's over 200 people here. And that's a lot of infrastructure to move around. Yeah. And, you know, the, the logistics, if you look at uh, where we've ended up in some of the most remote places in Albania, and we get there and everything's there. You know, yeah. the stuff just arrives and we, we're ready to set up camp. Yeah. And the food is there, the, the showers are there, everything's there. And the cameras are always everywhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> a true story. Sorry about that. I had a little bit to do with it. <laughs> no problem. So now you guys are uh, the final days here. What do you have to say to the next GS Trophy team that wants to come here? What Do you think it's a good idea? The, definitely. It's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, this yeah, I think you'd you'd not be very wise to not grab the opportunity if you get it. And and I would say they need to start training now. Ah, uh, yeah. There's no no time sooner than now. Yeah. There's there's not enough. Uh, you can't have too much training, <laughs> from what we've noticed now. Yeah. So we we were talking about it the other day back in South Africa, and they they were talking that next year the the regional qualifiers start already. So the guys have got to start getting prepared. Yeah. And if I remember, you know, when we, we tried out for 2019 and we didn't make it, you know, we didn't stop training just because mm. we didn't make it. We carried yeah. on training until 2021 with the regional qualifiers sure. and the nationals. Yeah. And what kind of training do you recommend a person do in order to get ready for the qualifiers? In, the, in my opinion, any skill sets, uh, rocks, sand, uh, mountains, drops, uh, anything you can imagine in any part of the country. Yeah, because you never know where the next trophy is going to be held. Yeah, um, they always keep it a big secret. 
um, and you just you just got to focus on every single thing you can think of. Um, you got to be prepared, even even if you know uh, they might not do this or might not do that. You got to prepare for it because uh, you never know. They, they throw things here at you like a curveball. Yeah, <laughs> and very say, unexpected. And, and I mean, the, the guideline for what's happening here is pretty much all over lately. So. Yeah, I think the most important thing is just to put in the hours. You know what has to happen. You just stick to it and make it happen. Yeah. So time in the saddle. Yeah, by far. And you know, also what I've always also said is, you know, do do as many courses as you can. Mm. I'm a very pro training fanatic with the courses. Yeah. I believe in it. You know, there's somewhere along the line somebody has to watch you, see what you're actually doing. Yeah. And that you actually correct you where where you're wrong. Yeah. And uh, also understand the different exercises. You know, what, what is a garage? What is a slalom? What is yeah. the different skill sets that you need? And once you understand that and you, you perfect those things, all the other riding just comes naturally. Yeah. And you've got you to gotta know the meaning of every single exercise. If you don't understand the exercise, you're not going to be able to focus on it. You're not going to be able to, to uh, amplify the purpose. And, uh, no, if you don't understand where it fits into the bigger picture of this whole process... Yeah, that's also a big thing. Well, I'm really proud of you. It was really good to watch you ride, and thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Okay. Well, thanks, Sean. Thank you very much. It. All good. Have a good Bye. one. Good stuff. Okay, thanks, thanks, Sean. Cheers. 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 Bye. We very much hope you have enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you, so please comment and share your thoughts about this podcast. We have many more on the way, so please subscribe, follow along, and share your requests for future episodes of the BMW Motorrad Ride and Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.